Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canton and Carlin? Yeah, I got to get that whole thing out of my mind. I had gotten rid of it after this past weekend, kind of a cleansing of the palate, so to speak. And what happens? I have to hear it again today, just reminding me how awful dance takes are when it comes to food. Awful. Awful. Almost as bad as Keyshawn saying potato, potato, when the (laughs) phrase is tomato, tomato, right? (laughs) Almost as bad. I'm sorry, I can't let that go. Tomato, is a potato? I don't know. Let's no. call the whole thing off. Maybe that's more appropriate there for us. There you go. I agree for with us, that. Yeah. yeah. That, that's about as bad as the five worst things I saw in the NFL this past week. You saw some bad ones, did you? I saw some pretty bad stuff. Well, what do you say we get to that? Here is Chris Canty. Here's Canty with the bottom five. So shall we get to the bottom five? Number five. Now, this is going low. This is going really low. I mean, we're starting at a low place with the bottom five. Mm. I mean, this is like garbage juice low. Oh, boy. And, of course, we have to start with Thursday night football. Now, there was more scoring in this week's Thursday night football in comparison to week six and week five, but it doesn't mean it was good football. Yay, Do you understand that? (laughs) Yes. Okay. And at the heart of it was, you guessed it, the Red Rifle himself, Andy Dalton. Did you know he he hates that nickname, too? I don't give a damn if he hates it or not. It's appropriate, especially when he was throwing it to the Arizona Cardinals. They got that sign in their end zone that says, be red, see red. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, he must be colorblind because he kept throwing it to the guys in the black jerseys. So, Andy Dalton spots the Arizona Cardinals team 17 points at a minimum in that first half. Why do I land on 17? Oh, I don't know. Because the guy decides when he's at his own 10-yard line to throw an interception in the end zone. He throws an interception in the red zone, which would easily going to be points. Maybe not a touchdown, but a three goal, three points. So a field goal right there. So there's three points right there. Then this guy, right before halftime, in a matter of 22 seconds, throws back-to-back pick sixes, Carlin. Now the first one, if you want to argue it wasn't his fault, Marquez Callaway, he's got to be better. Okay, sure. But two pick sixes in a matter of 22 seconds? Not even a half a minute. No. Not even a half a minute, Carlin. So much so, so that they so, got... so, so there goes your 17 points. And they got, they got the ball back for a third crack before the two-minute, or inside the two-minute warning. They said, yeah, you know what, we'll just take a knee. Yeah, pretty, pretty awful quarterbacking by Andy Dalton. So I'm, I'm sorry to put him in that spot. He wasn't supposed to play a whole lot of football anyway. This was supposed to be Jameis's year. But a crack back will force you out of the lineup. Andy Dalton thrust into action. Not working out that well for Dennis Allen and the Saints. Next! Number four. Number four. We got the guy that was just bitched. That's right. Matt Ryan. Supposed to be the savior of the Indianapolis Colts. They moved on from Carson Wentz. They thought they were going to get more competent quarterback play. Guess what? That stench of Carson Wentz in that quarterback locker must be rubbing off on Matt Ryan. And that's what we're seeing. Another poor performance yesterday. Couple of turnovers. Two interceptions, Carl, and he leads the league with nine picks. Oh, Is that right? Yeah. To go along with two lost fumbles. No, three lost fumbles on the season. So 12 total turnovers from your quarterback in the first seven games. 
That ain't going to get it done, man. And this is a good Colts team. You're talking about a top 10 defense. Just give them a chance, quarterback. Well, apparently, Frank Reich is done giving Matt Ryan chances, which is why he's benching him for Sam Ellinger for the rest of the season. So, separated shoulder be damned. Doesn't matter. Matt Ryan, we're not going to see from you or hear from you for the rest of the year. Unless Sam Ellinger can't stay healthy, then we'll probably see Matt Ryan again. But I digress. It's that bad that a guy you traded a third-round pick for can't last more than seven stars. Wow. Number three. awful. Number three. I hate to do it to the young fella. I hate to do it to your team, Carlin, but I have to. Oh, do it. It's Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, come on, buddy. I I, I had your back. I thought you should have been the day one starter. You're making me look bad right now. And somewhere, Brooke Pryor is laughing because she's the one that said he wasn't ready. And last night he looked it, especially in the fourth quarter. Carlin, your team is down six points. You can't have back-to-back picks in plus territory where all you need is two field goals to tie the game. That can't happen, man. It just can't, Kenny Pickett. Like, you got to know better in those situations. Do no harm. That's the first responsibility of a quarterback. And last night, he threw the game away, literally, to the Miami Dolphins defense, in particular, Javon Holland. What did I say before the season? Javon uh, Holland, a budding star, by the way. Yes, and you have been 100% right Yeah, pretty, pretty good. But he shouldn't have made it that easy. Kenny Pickett telegraphing that throw to Deontay Johnson at the end. That absolutely cannot happen. All right, keeping it pushing, number two. Number two. I didn't know whether to put the Green Bay Packers offense or the Green Bay Packers defense on here. Both were really bad in the D.C. area yesterday. But I'm just going to lean on the defense because we talk about Aaron Rodgers at nauseum, and I know how sick and tired you are of hearing that name. So I'm just going to go with the defense. Just a blanket defense be better. Defense be better. I get it. You had a pick, four four touchdown. You set your offense up. Congratulations to you. That's great. But you got a double-digit lead against a backup quarterback in Taylor Heineke against a team that doesn't really have the belief that they're going to be competitive this year. And guess what? You let them beat you. Not only did you let let them beat you, you let them beat you up. This is a team that had 166 yards on the ground, Carlin. 166 yards on the ground by the Washington Commanders. In what world is that acceptable? Not one. Taylor Heineke throwing for over 200 yards, a couple of touchdowns. It's just it's an all bad effort by the defense for the Green Bay Packers. A defense that has seven. Count them, Carlin. Seven first-round draft picks on it. I, I just didn't understand how that defense could allow the commanders to go 7-16 on third downs and have the kind of performance that they did in a comeback win. Just can't happen. Number one. Number one, the face of the failure for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Evans. Ooh. You thought it was going to be Tom Brady. Psych your mind. It's Mike Evans. You know why? Because Mike Evans dropped the wide-open touchdown at the beginning of that game. Now, I know that wasn't the only play that cost the Bucks an opportunity to win, but that was the play that the Bucks could have stole the belief from Steve Wilkes and that Carolina Panthers team that they could compete in yesterday's game. And guess what? When you leave the door cracked for teams in the National Football League, they walk right through it. And that's what happened. Carolina Panthers hanging around, hanging around in the first half. They score a touchdown in the second quarter. They go into the second half with the lead. You know what they're saying in that locker room at halftime, Carlin? Hey, these guys ain't that good. We got a chance here to get a win. Everybody's beating up on us. They fired our head coach a week ago. We just traded Christian McCaffrey. Let's go out here and get a win. And that's exactly what happened. 
So the defense for the Bucks was bad. Tom Brady wasn't great. The running game was non-existent. But Mike Evans, you could have helped all of that by being able to get a touchdown on the first damn drive of the game. Just saying. Mike Evans, you're getting a nod for the worst thing I saw in the National Football League <laughs> in Week 7. Listen, I can't argue with much of what you had there. There were, If you had gone Packers offense, I wouldn't have had a problem. Yeah, I, I, it was a toss-up. It was a toss-up. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wish was on the list, although all of them are very qualified, I wish the Jamal Williams fumble was on the list. That should have been on the from, list. From the, from the Lions, down 10-6, at the goal line, chance to take the lead on the Cowboys in the fourth quarter, and Jamal Williams fumbles the football at the goal line. That's what happens to teams that lose games. And that's when we talk about teams that lose games rather than win games. Yeah. You know? And that just that So where do you slot Jamal Williams at? I don't Where do you slot him in at? Andy Dalton's such a given. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe I just so you get, yeah, you, maybe but, we but give call, him a week call, off. Call it, call it. <laughs> Two pick sixes in less than thirty seconds. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I just, and, I, and, and the red zone pick. I just I couldn't do it. <laughs> so do we do Jamal Williams honorable mention? Honorable mention. Honorable, honorable mention. mention. Okay. Jamal Williams from the Lions, honorable mention. I what really got me though was that they had still like a minute left on the clock or like 58 seconds left after those two picks and they got the ball again and instead of a third opportunity and a two-minute warning or two-minute drill, it's, we're good. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's get the say, hell out of here. Jamal Williams, was he the one on Hard Knocks that was giving the speech at practice? No. If you're going to bark like a puppy, I, then stay on the I, porch? I, that I, was Jamal Williams. You sure? Yes, I am. I'm absolutely positive. It was Jamal Williams. If you're going to bark like a puppy, then stay on the porch. That's what he said during hard knocks. In that whole, that was the in the doghouse. At the at the end of practice. Yeah. Oh, man, that was Jamal Williams. That was Jamal Williams, the running back. I thought it was somebody else. No, it was Jamal well, Williams. That was not good. Yeah, if you're gonna bark like a puppy, puppy, yeah. puppy would have held yeah. on to the football. That, that's my point. <laughs> that, that's my point. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. That's where you can watch us right now by just opening up the ESPN app clicking watch and boom there we are well canty mentioned it Pickett. it's not just his name it's a way of life that's it's what defenses do to him yeah canty and carlin <laughs> espn radio passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Rock you like a hurricane. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You seem a little quizzical about that choice. Rock you like a hurricane? Yeah. No, I'm not quizzical about the choice. I'm quizzical about why Tua decided he wanted to put his head down against a linebacker from the Steelers in the red zone. Well, guess what? That is the genesis of our little of our little uh, segment that we do once a week called I don't know about that. Canty and Carlin. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah, many people said that about the show, but here mm. we are. Uh, mm. And it does lead us to Tua who returned last night. And I have to say, I was a little bit thrown off because at one point, Tua coming back, you're thinking, well, the Dolphins are going to do everything possible to make it easy for him and coming back in this game. But Tua came back like he had never gotten hurt and, in fact, looked like he wanted to prove a point because he went right after Devin Bush from the Steelers and a play uh, on a scramble on the sideline the first quarter and instead of going for a slide, went right at him and led with his shoulder. Now, I get wanting to prove a point. I get wanting to set a tone. I was a little bit taken aback by that moment, considering how scary the situation had been with two concussions pretty much in five days. Yeah, here's the thing. Two is not Josh Allen. You no, know, he's not what Cam Newton was in his prime. He's not a guy that's BYOB, bring your own blocker. He's not that. Mm. He's a slight build. You would think that he would try to protect himself and preserve himself above all else. I remember Tiki Barber, when he played for the Giants, he used to always say, the most important run is the next one. Mm-hmm. And for Tua, the most important play is the next one. You get what you can on a scramble, but you slide. Unless it's a situation where you're trying to dive for a first down at the end of the game or you're trying to dive for the end line in the end zone, I can understand leading head first. Other than that, for a player with his injury history, you would think he would want to preserve himself because since he's gone out, the Miami Dolphins have lost every single game. Mm-hmm. Like At some point, you have to recognize your importance to the franchise and to this team in particular – and protect yourself. So to that decision, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about it either. Here's the one thing I'll fight back with it, and this is, again, just based on something that I heard earlier today from Alex Smith, who was on the ESPN Daily Podcast with Pablo Torre. Mm -hmm. In reference to this, he talked about his own experiences and why he did not like to slide. Because when you slide, you kind of lose control of the situation. If you have... Uh, somebody coming in to make a tackle late, you leave yourself wide open and perhaps even more susceptible to getting hurt by somebody that is uh, coming in and trying to make the tackle and could not slow down fast enough in their attempt, and thus you could take an uglier shot. He said, at least when I would 
go and scramble and run and I would absorb some contact, I had some say in in how the play was going to go. In other words, he didn't feel like he was leaving himself wide open. He felt like he was almost protecting himself more. He's protecting himself more by not giving himself up against well, NFL defenders? Again, in traffic, being concerned about the idea that somebody is coming at you as but it is going to hit you this late. this was out in space. All right, well, but in general, he was talking about sliding no, I, that I, 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 And not I, knowing listen, where listen, that person I might I be coming from. I don't want to be dismissive of his perspective. No, of course but, not. But the counter to that argument is, if you're running into an NFL linebacker, would you rather go head first and, and try to initiate contract, contact knowing that that's a bigger, stronger man? Or would you take your chances sliding and this guy trying to avoid you when you slide, knowing that he's going to have a FedEx envelope if he does hit you for fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 in his locker on Tuesday? Well, to me, you would go with the latter and not the former. Mm-hmm. That no, just I, doesn't make a whole lot of sense I, to me. And I'm not saying go lead with your head. Well, that's what uh, Tua does. That's what he did, yes, though. That he was, led with his head. He was talking more about contact as opposed to Tua leading with his head, which was... It, it's strange. And, I, I, Chris, I, I almost feel like this is one of those situations where a player is very worried about what the perception is about him when he is going into a year where a team has to determine whether or not they're going to pay him. Yeah. Because what have we talked about the most with him? His ability to stay healthy. Yeah. And when you're Tua and you have had this uh, controversy around you the last few weeks and you got knocked out in that Cincinnati game, this is all all anybody has talked about is they're worried about you. Mm -hmm. Can you come back and is it too soon and all that kind of stuff where you're not – you want to make sure you're not sending the message that you are someone to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. Hey, pay me. It's not going to be a problem. We're going to win, and I'm going to stay healthy. It's almost like he was trying to make one big point with the way he went at it there. Yeah, it felt like he was trying to make a point, but that I, I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't mean it's right. I don't know if that, that actually is going to serve him in terms of sending a message to his team or sending a message to opposing defenses. It just signals to me that that's not a smart football play because he doesn't understand the value of what he means to this organization. Like, it's all about taking care of yourself. So, yeah, that was a questionable one. There's nothing that can be said. No no degree of rationale that's going to make that make sense in my mind. And, Carlin, if I can uh, throw something in there as an honorable mention for I don't know about that, can we go? Uh, I don't know about that. Can we go to L.A., SoFi Stadium yesterday? First possession for the Los Angeles Chargers. They get the ball on an interception in plus territory. Fourth and one from their own 32. Decide to go for it. (laughs) Guess what happens? They get stopped. Guess what happens after that? Short field touchdown for the Seattle Seahawks. Following drive. Interception. What happens after that? Another short field touchdown for the Seattle Seahawks. Next drive, fumble. What happens after that? Another short field scoring opportunity, a field goal. They're down 17 nothing before they could blink. I'm sure Brandon Staley, in a quiet moment, might have been able to take that thrill goal and, and keep it pushing, but he didn't. Uh, I don't know about that. And now I don't know if he's going to keep his job by season's end. Yeah, I think that's, that's the bigger I don't know about that. Well, while, we're, while we're on repeat offenders, you guys see what your, your boy Nathaniel Hackett did? 
Which one? The exact, the exactly. <laughs> exactly. When you ask the question, you have to be specific. Yeah. Which one? He punted on fourth and one from midfield in the fourth quarter. And then he punted on fourth and one three times in the second half. Three times. They never scored. So maybe somebody's in his head. Or maybe something's in his head. Well, he's just trying not to be Brandon Staley at this point. <laughs> I mean, isn't that something that all coaches should aspire to? That's true. That's by, true. By this. And but at some point, if your offense can't score points, like at fourth and one, you got to go for it. What do you think that conversation is like between Brandon Staley and Nathaniel Hackett when they meet at midfield? I don't know. I Before don't know. a game. Chat I have it up. no idea. This whole thing sucks, huh? Yeah, yeah. kind of. I mean, that is the definition of the blind leading the blind with those two coaches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not bad to go for it on fourth that. and one. You just don't have to do it on the first possession of the game. No, you do not. <laughs> no, you at your own 32. Come on, bro. It's not that hard. So you're giving them the ball on the minus 40-yard line if after – after. <laughs> I just, what were I, they favored by in the game, six and a half, something like that? Weren't they five, five and, and a half? half five, five and, and a half, half point favorite, yeah. I mean – You're giving them the ball on the 33-yard line. I just it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't wow. make sense. I wish I could make sense of it, but I cannot – it's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Monday Night Football, a mere two hours away, and we still don't know who's starting at quarterback for one team. We go to Foxborough next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Foxborough. Let's go. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Monday Night Football Preview, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We don't have enough CCs on the show, so we're bringing in another one, and she's, of course, our favorite. And that is Courtney Cronin, who joins us from Foxborough, covers the Bears for ESPN NFL Nation. Courtney, we appreciate it. Um, let's just get right into it. And the the Bears, these have been brutal losses for them, especially this this last one to Washington. So what have you sensed just in terms of, of I mean, I, I know it's kind of a cliche question, but the, the mindset 
of a team that has gone through those kinds of losses right now going into tonight? Yeah, I think that, you know, when Ryan Poles just talked with us, the Bears general manager, which typically doesn't happen, um, you know, before a nationally televised game where a GM calls an impromptu press conference. But that was one of the things that he wanted to address where, you know, this is a young team that is struggling to finish games. And you saw it against Washington where they had those three trips down into not even just like the red zone, the low red zone. They were in goal-to-go situations multiple times, ran 11 plays inside the Washington six-yard line and couldn't punch it in. So I think that that's one of those things where they expect better. And, I mean, obviously there's a, there's talent deficiencies within this team. They've got a young group that's still learning to, to play at this level and learning a new scheme on offense and on defense. But there are little things, I think, that um, show you encouraging signs that they're close. And, I mean, but being close is not good enough when you're losing games and you can't even score uh, more than a touchdown and there's missed opportunities galore. That's kind of been – the statement um, that we've heard, you know, all season long from players, they get a lot of self-inflicted wounds, a lot of things that they can do better. But, you know, the other big takeaway that I, I think that we've seen, at least just in terms from this team and also heard from Ryan Poles tonight, is that they are happy with the progress in Justin Fields' development. It's not a ton right now, and it doesn't show up on the stat sheet every single week, but the team is at least saying that they are encouraged by what they've seen so far from Fields. Courtney, Bailey Zappi has been the guy on the center for the Patriots the last three ball games, but we're hearing reports now that Mac Jones will be active tonight. How has that impacted the preparation for the Bears defense ahead of tonight's game in terms of which quarterback they're going to face? You know, I I don't think it does, to be quite honest, because, I mean, you know this better than anybody, Chris. Like, they, the Patriots do what they do, and they're going to continue to do it well, and I don't think the offense changes all that much. Um, whether it's Bailey Zappi under center or what we're expecting, which will be Mac Jones uh, in his first game back from the high ankle sprain. You know, the one thing I think was interesting, though, when I was looking at some of the numbers, the play action usage was down with Mac Jones in his first three games. And I anticipate, you know, given how much success that they had with Bailey Zappi and in, in, in running some of those boots to create wider windows for him, maybe that's something they want to continue on with Mac Jones starting at quarterback. But you know, that's that's kind of the beauty of watching what the Patriots do, that no matter who's under center, you're expecting the game plan to look pretty similar because they're able to get a lot of the same things out of their personnel, whether it's Zappi or Jones starting. Courtney Cronin joining us, of course, of ESPN NFL Nation and ESPN Radio. You hear her all the time, and uh, she covers the Bears. Courtney, the one thing that uh, I saw a stat last week in reference to Fields, basically indicating that he has been holding on to the ball too long, that a lot of the sacks have really kind of turned out to be more his mm-hmm. fault than than the offensive lines. Handicap that for me, just in terms of what you've seen in his development in relation to that. No, I mean, I think that that's, that's the biggest part of this story here. And it's not to rain on Justin Fields and say that he's, you know, not developing and, you know, he's, he's at the most fault, but sacks are not entirely an offensive line stat. And I know there are a lot of people who don't want to hear that, but the fact is the bears have the highest pressure percentage and highest sack percentage because they've got an offensive line that it has a lot of talent deficiencies and has struggled at times, but you have a quarterback who's holding on to the ball for over three seconds, which leads the league. And this is something that was kind of his fatal flaw coming out of college. Like we knew this before. This is not new information, but 
when people try to assess blame, it's all, well, look at everything that he's got going on up front, you know, him and Sam Mustafer, his center. There have been moments where the communication between the two of them and, and just kind of some of their you know missteps have been really uh, on full display, which is why I anticipate there will be some personnel changes up front with Lucas Patrick moving back to center tonight. But you can't put that in squarely on the offensive line. I think anybody who's looking at Justin Fields knows that you're evaluating him within the pass protection, which is not adequate. And the Bears know that. But it's not entirely the fault of the five that are protecting him. I think that that falls on play calling. If you're not max protecting enough with six or seven and bringing more in for protection for your quarterback. And if you're, if it's, if you're not scheming easy completions for your quarterback, that's on play calling. So I know it's kind of a cliche answer, but the sacks and just, you know, the way that Justin Fields has looked under pressure there's ways to mitigate that. That's not just on the offensive line playing better, but that's on the quarterback. That's on receivers creating separation, getting open quicker, and that's on play calling too. And Courtney, you mentioned the receivers, a couple of young guys that Justin Fields is relying on, Velas Jones Jr. and Amir Smith-Marset. Both of those guys made critical mistakes and miscues at the end of the last two ball games. Amir Smith-Marset with the fumble where Cameron Dantzler took it from him uh, in the Vikings game, and then Velas Jones Jr. with the muff punt in the game against the Commanders last week. What are you hearing in terms of those guys and the opportunities that they're going to be given moving forward in in their overall development? Yeah, well, I think it's a good sign uh, when the day after that loss to the Commanders, Matt Eberflus came out and said, you know, this mini-buy, they're going to look at everything, not just scheme adjustments, but personnel lineup adjustments. And it was, I believe, last Tuesday when they released Amir Smith-Marset. I believe he got claimed by the Kansas City Chiefs. So he's no longer on the team. And I think, honestly, um, you know, with Velas Jones Jr., we know the punt, you know, punt returning has been something that's kind of new for him. I don't anticipate he'll be doing it any longer. And that's okay because you're a 25-year-old rookie. You have speed that this team can utilize in a lot of different ways offensively. Go ahead and give this guy more than 15 snaps on offense because you've seen how that can change things in Minnesota. He had a nine yard jet sweep for a touchdown. He had a pretty critical third and long catch uh, that set up Dante Pettis's touchdown from Justin Fields last week. On top of that, I think Nikhil Harry is going to be where all eyes are on tonight. Can he change the outlook for this receiving core? And, and I mean, I know it's putting a lot on somebody who got traded for a seventh round pick. There's a reason for that, but you know, at this point, They've got to do something. And I think the change in personnel and how you're using your wide receivers is absolutely uh, on the table because they've got to do something different because what they're doing right now is not working. Court, stay out of the rain because it seems like everywhere the Bears are playing, there's <laughs> rain. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. I mean, I've, this is my second or third game here, and I feel like every time there's been fog uh, and it's settling in pretty nicely now, but I mean, God, they drew the short stick with these weather games. Maybe, but maybe it'll be to their advantage because, considering what happened in that first game against San Francisco and that deluge. Mm. Courtney, appreciate it as always. Thanks. Thank you both. Take care. Bye bye. Courtney Cronin, ESPN NFL Nation, covering the Bears, and of course, you hear her all the time on ESPN Radio. That was your Monday Night Football preview, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Up next, oh, it's money-making time. Is there a primetime parlay on the docket? Hmm. Sit tight and find out, won't you? Canty and Garland, ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Reaction to this story earlier kind of caught me off guard, I won't lie. Okay. We were talking about it off the air. So a couple of officials are getting investigated by the NFL because after the game, somebody took some video of them going up to uh, Mike Evans of the Buccaneers and getting a couple of autographs. Why were they going up to Mike Evans and getting an autograph after the game he played? Wow. See, like, that's, that's your reaction. So here's what it is. There, there, it's a video that appears to show two officials uh-huh. in uniform getting autograph from Mike Evans in the tunnel after the game. Okay. Uh, it shows uh, a video captured by somebody from a Fox Sports radio station. Uh, shows side judge Jeff Lamberth and line judge Trip Sutter calling Evans' name and each getting autographs from the star receiver after Tampa Bay's 21-3 loss. Now, that is against the collective bargaining agreement. The NFL and the NFL Referees Association bars officials from approaching players, coaches, and team personnel for autographs because it can give the appearance of partiality. And your response was, so what? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that this is a big deal. And if you're a player and the officials come up to you and ask for an autograph, you're going to give them the autograph because there's a chance that that official could be calling one of your games and you would like to get the benefit of the doubt, maybe get one of those borderline calls if you can. It's trying to engender some kind of So goodwill. you want to buy somebody off. Well, well, it's not buying somebody off. Eh, it's just trying, kind to, of it's is. trying to create some goodwill. Well, here's the thing. When you're a player, why do you think you guys, we chatted up with the officials in between the plays? Why do you think we're talking to the refs, asking them how the family's doing? How's everything going? You're trying to get to know them, get, let them get to know you, so if you have the chance for a consequential call or non, non-call, you, the break goes your team's way instead of going against you. And I think that's, that's what that is. Now, I understand why the NFL has this policy, the NFLPA has this policy, because they don't want officials to exploit or abuse the power that they have. Right. But at the same time, this is, this is asking for an autograph after the game. Okay, now, and it, but isn't it dumb? On the official's part to go up to them in uniform asking for an autograph. Well, when else is he going to see the players? When else are you going to see them? I don't know. Pop in, uh, you know, after you get dressed what, do you and shower. You want them to go to a trade show where they sign an autograph and get, get an autograph? Pay the 20 bucks like the rest of us. Is that what you want? <laughs> Listen, I, all I can tell you is it, it is a little sketchy 
Did how you is it sketchy? I don't understand how it's sketchy. Because you're trying to get the call the next time around. No, but that's the player angling for that, not the official. I, I, I know. But I don't think the official's going to say, well, the guy didn't give me an autograph, so I'm going to call a penalty You want to take him. that chance? <laughs> oh, it's about that time. What time is that? It's money prime, making It's time. prime time. Parlay time. It's we got money Monday Night time. Football, baby. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Garland's best play of the night. The taste of money. It's a primetime parlay. That's right, baby. (laughs) Monday Night Football. By the way, and I didn't mention this on the air before. If you listened last week late, somebody told you to take Syracuse in the 14 points. How about that? They almost won the game for Pete's sake. No, no. They should have won the game. That game should have been in the bag the way they played in the first half. Yeah. It should have been in the bag. They're a good defensive team. They're pretty good. But, Carlin, you hear that? You hear that? Mm-hmm. It's money. <laughs> money, money. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Three-prong primetime parlay that could lead to a little money gun action tomorrow. Absolutely. Here we go. It ain't the Powerball, but it's close. Listen, <laughs> we know that this is not the most palatable sometimes of matchups. Yes. So here's where we're going. We're going to go a couple of props and the total in a three Prong parlay. Justin Fields tonight over 161 and a half passing yards. That's right. Justin Fields over 161 and a half passing yards with, for the Bears, Equinemius St. Brown over 13 and a half receiving yards. We are degenerates. Equinemius St. Brown yes. over 13 and a half receiving yes. yards. And finally, the total points for the game sits at 40. The Patriots have hit the over in seven of their last 10. The Bears have done it just twice this year. Tonight, we say... We're living dangerous. They hit the over. We're living dangerous. That three-prong parlay, over 40, over 13.5 receiving yards, Equinemius St. Brown, over 161.5 passing yards, Justin Fields, on Caesar Sportsbook, pays at plus. 360 mm. on your parlay tonight. That is your primetime parlay. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. Three and Out brought to you by Fidelity Investments. Brian Burns, reportedly the the uh, Panthers were offered two first-round picks for Brian Burns from somebody, and they said no. Yeah. They want to keep him. Mm-hmm. He had five tackles and a sack on Tom Brady yesterday in the 21-3 win. Here's Burns after the game on how he planned to celebrate. Now that I got a sack on Tom and we got the dub, I think I'm going to have three glasses of Hennessy tonight and watch two movies. Man, we'll watch Rush Hour 2. Watch Bad Boys 2. With, with the Hennessy shirt? Yeah, I ain't got nothing to lose. Three Hennessy's. I ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna have three Hennessy's because I ain't got nothing to lose. Did he say Rush Hour two? I thought, I thought he said Bad Boys. Bad Boys. I thought I, yeah, both of them. Bad Boys. Bad Boys and Rush Hour. But it was, two? was it Rush Hour or Rush Hour two? <laughs> I thought Either it was way, Rush he's Hour watching two. two movies with three yeah. glasses of Hennessy yeah. because two was just not enough. I can't argue that 
that you don't lose in that situation. No, and he's not going to lose this offseason because after that pass rusher market gets reset with Nicky Bosa signing his deal, mm-hmm. guess who's going to be in line? Brian Burns. You didn't want to trade me for two first-round draft picks? That must mean you want to pay me. <laughs> so there's, there's going to be a celebration in the Burns household. Brian Dable celebrating the win over the Jaguars with a cigar as he signed autographs outside the stadium in Jacksonville. You think any of the refs were out there to, to get some autographs? <laughs> they may have been, they may have been but I just, I just love the, the idea of everyone with a cigar in mouth signing away. Oh, man, the video was gold, man. Brian Dayball, I mean, I'm glad that he's the Giants coach because he's bringing a little bit of swag to that position that they ain't had in the last three head coaches. The fact that he went out there with his J's on and the stogie in his mouth and signed, signed autographs, I mean, after his team got a win where they were the underdogs again, like it just it just goes to show you, man, it's easy to understand why that locker room is buying into Brian Dayball. All I can say is this. Bald, beard, big. It's your time. It's our time. It's your time. Just ask you're, Joe you're, Douglas. Your people. It's your people. Exactly. Your people. <laughs> we ride. There you go. <laughs> Not 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 like Russell Wilson. No. Not like Russell Wilson <laughs> rise, though, to be clear. How about the Golden State Warriors? 89 points in the first what? half against Sacramento. What? 89 in the first half. Carla, what made nice this, day. What made this so great, though, is Steph Curry dropped 28 in the first half of that game, Carla. 28 points. He took the second half off. The, he only had 33 for Car- the night. Carlin, Steph Curry was plus 20 in 16 and a half minutes. <laughs> Plus two. The guy was nine of thirteen from the field, six of eight from three. Plus twenty. Twenty-eight points in the first half. Why didn't they just ask for the running clock in the second half? When you give up, I mean, that's, assen- points? that's essentially what they did. When you look at the, the starters in the minutes that they played for Golden State in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's essentially what they did. For Pete's sake, if you, I mean Sacramento, are, is Sacramento ever going to get out of their own way? It doesn't feel like it. No, it, it doesn't, and it. I mean. <laughs> You you try to point to the talent. They got some decent ball players. I mean, you got an all star and some bonus. You got De'Aaron Aaron Fox. Fox. Yeah, and yet you just can't get right balls. Kept trade. Kept drafting point guards, and they were pretty good. But you now you're trading them away. Yeah, Tyrese I, I don't know. But Golden State, they look so dominant in this game. Are they going to run it back? It kind of feels like they are. Yeah, I I, I don't see anybody who's going to challenge them. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.